Challenges of Faith Radio Program. I'm Gary McCann, the producer and host, and thank you for joining. I know <clears throat> you've seen those movies, you know, like the one with Will Smith as it relates to AI, you know, artificial intelligence. Oh, by the way, that's the topic for today, part two. Something's up. Do you think so? You know, the White House has said that artificial intelligence must be safe and secure. Meeting these goals <clears throat> requires robust, reliable, repeatable, and standardized evaluations of AI systems as well as policies, institutions, and as appropriate other mechanisms to test, understand, and mitigate risk from these systems before they are put to use. The White House even went further and issued an executive order publishing the blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights and issuing an executive order directing agencies to combat algorithmic discrimination while enforcing existing authorities to protect people's rights and safety. Any of that got your attention? Oh, I know it has not. You know, and others have expressed concerns and their thoughts. So let's find out more in part two, shall we? You sure? Nikita DeGaulle, 
describes what is artificial intelligence. Before we jump on to the advantages and disadvantages of artificial intelligence, let us understand what is AI in the first place. From a bird's eye view, AI provides a computer program the ability to think and learn on its own. It's a simulation of human intelligence, hence artificial, into machines to do things that we would normally rely on, we meaning humans. She says there are three main types of AI based on its capabilities, weak, strong, and super. AI focuses on one task and cannot perform beyond this limitation, which is common in our daily lives. Strong AI can understand and learn any intellectual task that a human being can. Researchers are striving to reach strong AI. Super AI surpasses human intelligence and can perform any task better than a human, still a concept. She identified the advantages and disadvantages. <clears throat> One, <clears throat> excuse me, reduction in human error. The use of robotic surgery systems, which can perform complex procedures with precision and accuracy, reducing the risk of human error and improving patient safety in healthcare. Well, you know that patient lying on that bed in that hospital room. They're hoping nothing goes wrong. You know, that human or you woman. And then zero risk, diffusing a bomb, going to space, exploring the deepest parts of oceans. Machines with metal bodies are resistant in nature and can survive unfriendly atmospheres. And then 24-7 availabilities. She says humans are productive only about three to four hours in a day. Really? What human is she thinking of? But let's go on. Humans also need breaks and time off to balance their work life and personal life. Are we talking about the human or who woman is working 18, 19, 20 hours a day just to survive? But AI can work endlessly without breaks. They think much faster than humans and perform multiple tasks at a time with accurate results. They can even handle tedious, repetitive jobs easily with the help of AI algorithms or algorithms. What human they're talking about regarding all of that? They're talking about AI. You know, I know. Another positive is digital assistance. Some of the most technologically advanced companies engage with users using digital assistance, which eliminates the need for human personnel. What's this thing about trying to get rid of humans? <clears throat> oh, that's not what we're talking about. You know, I'm just trying to interject my little old tiny thoughts. You don't mind, do you? You know, as a human, new inventions in practically every field. AI is the driving force behind numerous innovations that will aid humans in resolving the majority of challenging issues. Allow doctors to detect breast cancer in a woman at an earliest stage. Now, who could be against that? <clears throat> you know, our loved ones have translated over as a result of losing the fight, the battle with breast cancer. 
or any types of cancer. Self-driving cars, which use a combination of cameras, sensors, to navigate roads and traffic without human intervention. Self-driving cars have the potential to improve road safety, reduce traffic congestion, and increase accessibility for people with disabilities or limited mobility. Well, I don't know <clears throat> about those driverless ones, especially if you've been catching up on all the news. You're sitting over there all in that passenger seat or in the back seat, and there's nobody driving human-wise. Where are we going? And all of a sudden, the, hum- the robot looked at you said, listen, I got enough of you, and then take your car and do something that it shouldn't do. Well, I don't know. Because human beings are driven by emotions, whether we like it or not. AI, on the other hand, is devoid of emotions and highly practical and rational in its approach. A huge advantage of AI is that it doesn't have any biased views, which ensures more accurate decision-making. It sure doesn't, unless the human or you woman insert their biasness into the robot. I think I'm going to stick with humans for right now. It also says it performs repetitive jobs. Now, you ready for the disadvantages of AI, according to Ms. Dugo? You sure? All right. High cost. It needs to operate on the latest hardware and software to stay updated and meet the latest requirements. That's making it quite costly. No creativity. A big disadvantage of AI is that it cannot learn to think outside the box and capable of learning over time with pre-fed, pre-fed, pre-fed data and past experiences but cannot be creative in its approach. Unemployment, one application of AI is a robot which is displacing occupations and increasing unemployment. Is that happening now? Or has it been happening? AI can cause problems to future generations. How about no ethics? Ethics and morality are important human features that can be hard to incorporate into an AI. The rapid progress of AI has raised a number of concerns that one day AI will will grow uncontrollably and eventually wipe out humanity. This moment is referred to as the AI singularity. So you already don't trust your fellow human. Now you done transferred your trust to a robot that you created that's still imperfect, but you're saying it's perfect. Okay. It's emotionless. No improvement. The machines can only complete tasks they have been developed or programmed for. Yeah, I might want to wait to the end of my story as it relates to artificial intelligence part two. ACLU, American Civil Liberty Union, said, Proponents of expanding the use of artificial intelligence often points to its potential to stimulate economic growth. You notice how everything keeps coming down to economics and money. How about that human or human woman that don't have anything? Uh Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. 
increased productivity at lower cost, a higher GDP per capita, and job creation have all been touted as possible benefits. The promise of an economic boost via via machine learning is understandably private and government actors are now regularly using AI in key areas of economic opportunity, including education, housing, employment, and to name just a few. But as AI adoption is cast as a smart economic investment in the future, it is important to pause and ask whose futures and whose wallets are we talking about? Isn't that what I just said? There's ample evidence of the discriminatory harm that AI tools can cause to already marginalized groups. After all, AI is built by humans and deployed in systems and institutions that have been marked by entrenched discrimination. From the criminal legal system to housing to the workplace to our financial system, <clears throat> excuse me, bias is often baked into the outcomes the AI is asked to predict. Likewise, bias is in the data used to train the AI. Isn't that what I just said earlier? Oh, but that came from me. Oh, okay. Data that is often discriminatory or unrepresentative of people of color, women, or other marginalized groups and can rear its head through the out, throughout the AI's design development. The tech industry's lack of representation of people who understand and can work to address the potential harms of these technologies also exacerbates this problem. People are regularly denied housing despite their ability to pay rent because tenant screening deemed them ineligible or unworthy what these algorithms use data such as eviction criminal histories which reflect long-standard racial disparities in housing in the criminal legal system that are discriminatory towards marginalized communities people of color seeking loans to purchase homes or refinance have been overcharged by millions thanks to ai tools used by lenders and many employers now use ai driven tools to interview and screen job seekers many of those which pose enormous risk for discrimination against people with disabilities and other protected groups rather than help eliminate discriminatory practices ai has worsened them hampering the economic security of marginalized groups that have long dealt with systematic discrimination what now, let me take my sip of water before I continue. You don't mind, do you? So now we got a robot that's discriminating. But wait a minute. I thought it wasn't supposed to have any biasness. Oh, that human or human woman, irrespective of the skin tone, irrespective of the zip code, irrespective of the classism, they imputed their biasness into the robot that's now supposed to be perfect, that's controlling what you can and cannot do, say, go, be. There's something wrong with that picture. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Artificial intelligence, as a new false idol, says a presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, in a recent Q&A in Iowa, <clears throat> Ramaswamy discussed the dangers 
of artificial intelligence becoming a substitute for God. How do you feel about AI, ask 11-year-old boy in the audience? How do I feel about it? It's a great question. It's going to be what affects your generation. Before posing a question back to the audience member, how do you feel about AI? Scared, the boy replied. That's an honest and sane response. Ramaswamy said, going on to describe both his policy position and the wider philosophical implications of AI's rapid development. Ramaswamy began by sharing his experience of being a tennis boy and line judge. He said that players used to argue with the line judges over the call, but that when human line judges were first replaced by AI, players stopped arguing with the calls, even when it was clearly a bad call. So why do I bring that up? Ramaswamy continued, the biggest danger of AI is actually the human response to it. He argued that there should be a hard boundary between AI and children, that we should not ban anything that China is also not willing to ban, and that the government should put the liability on companies for any unforeseen consequences of a protocol that you develop. Ramaswamy argued that soon more and more people would put their trust in AI as an authority on objective truth. Go to chat GPT today or some equivalent and ask, how do you address climate change? Or how do you address racial injustice or whatever? It'll give you an answer, though it's a political opinion. But it reads with the authority of somebody who's converting degrees Celsius to degrees Fahrenheit. That's the real danger. He went on to say that we must not allow AI to replace God in our lives. Have you? At a philosophical level, the best answer to the risk posed by AI is actually the revival of faith in this country. Faith and patriotism and a belief in something bigger than ourselves. Because here's what's really going on with this AI or wokeism or transgenderism or climateism or COVIDism or depression, anxiety, fentanyl, suicide. It's not an accident that we see the rise of these same poisons at the same time. A practicing Hindu who has said that he believes in one God, Ramaswamy went on to say it is a lack of faith that is the primary cause of the current problems in America. There are symptoms of a deeper void of purpose and meaning in our country. And I think we got to fill that vacuum with the real thing. There's an old expression, if there's a hole the size of God in your heart and God does not fill it, something else will instead. Ramaswamy concluded his response by saying America must not bow to the new false idol of AI. So that's what's going on in the country right now. We're lost. We're hungry for purpose. And that belief in something bigger than ourselves is actually going to be the best protection against bending the knee to whatever the new false idol is, AI perhaps being the latest one. Early on in his campaign, Ramaswamy had a long-form discussion on the future of AI and technology 
in general in which he expressed concern about the religious odyssey of the techno-utopianism that pervades Silicon Valley culture. The scientist's doom calculator, have you heard? That can predict when you'll die and how much money you'll earn with 78% accuracy. Are we talking about another computer? Because it says the scientists have developed an algorithm that uses the story of a person's life to predict how they would live and when they would die. And according to a new study, the model called Life2Vec, V-E-C, is accurate about 78% of the time, which puts it on par with other algorithms, algorithms designed to predict similar life outcomes. But unlike other models, it works like a chat box using existing details to predict what comes next. It was built by scientists in Denmark. And the United States, who trained a machine learning algorithm on a massive pool of Danish data, feeding it all sorts of information on over 6 million real people, including income, profession, place of residence, injuries, and pregnancy history. Some of the factors that can lead to earlier death include being male, having a mental health diagnosis, or being in a skilled profession, things linked to longer life include higher income or being in a leadership role. Considering each part of your life as if they were words in a sentence, predict where the story would go based on what has been written so far. Just like ChatGPT, users ask it to write a song, poem, or essay. Scientists can ask like life to vex, Simple questions like death within four years for a certain person. The model was trained on data from 2008 to 2016. Based on their population data, it correctly predicted who had died by 2020 more than three quarters of the time. You ready to continue? You sure? I know you're. How about from God's perspective? Jason Thacker, T-H-A-C-K-E-R. He says, technology is a tool that helps us live out our God-given calling. This is one of the most important things for us to learn as we engage the topic of technology and the artificial intelligence. Because we often see the tremendous power that technology has over our lives. We're tempted to treat technology as more than a tool, as something with a value similar to our own. If it is a powerful enough or does enough work on its own, technology will be misused and abused by broken people, just like you and me. Nowhere in Scripture is a tool or a technology condemned for being evil. Scripture shows that technology and tools can be used for both good and evil. Even if a tool was designed for evil, the tool itself isn't evil. What is sinful isn't the sword, but how people choose to use it. It can be used for righteous purposes, like standing up for justice against those who are evil. 
but it can also be used to hurt or kill the innocent. While the technology isn't moral in any sense, it does carry with it the effects of sin and brokenness. Technology is not moral neutral because it influences and changes us each time we use it. Technology expands what is possible for humans to do. It can be best thought of as a catalyst or an accelerant for a change, accelerant for change because it opens new opportunities for humans to live in this world, broken, sinful, and human, and evil humans. You humans too now are the ones given the ability to create these tools and the ones who can choose how we use them. Paul reminds us that each of us has fallen short and needs to turn around, you know, repent, like Romans 3.23 talks about. The world itself did not sin. Our twos did not rebel. We did. Did you hear what he said? You think he was kind of telling the truth? You know he was. Are you going to accept it? Well, the government says, you know, after we started off with the White House, U.S. Health Agency releases AI transparency rule. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has taken an initial step in regulating emerging artificial intelligence tools and algorithms within the healthcare sector. On December the 13th, the agency released the Health Data Technology and Interoperability Certification Programs Update Algorithm Transparency and Information Sharing Rule. Did you know about it? Don't you think you should? A team of Berkeley researchers Newly trained robot walked out of Southwark Gate. The group used billions of simulations and reinforcement learning to teach the robot how to move. Successes were rewarded and failures were punished. The robot, the robot, the robot on its own, own, began swinging its arms in a human-like fashion, they said. But why did the students make it in the first place? You know, a human-sized robot that was walking around Berkeley in broad daylight. Taught itself. Taught itself. How to walk. What? It taught itself how to swing its arms taught itself how to walk, and it doesn't have a head, and it's blind. And you're saying that the robot that they're human or humans and women made inputted their biasness that you say they inputted impartiality. What happened to that? What happens if that guy, that lady, that lady, a guy, you know, relational now? I knew I got to bring that up. And they're coming out of a bad relationship where they're in one. And the individual that they're in one with, they input into that robot 
their biasness of that person or individuals like that person or individuals with the same skin tone as that person or individuals with the same economic background as that person or individuals with the same degrees or lack of like that person. What do you think is going to eventually happen? Well, I don't know. So I want to continue the story because Elon Musk said the SpaceX and Tesla owner has last has long been outspoken about the dangers posed by artificial intelligence. Now you know he knows what he's talking about. And earlier this year warned even lead to civilization destruction. Asked by Sky News at the summit where he still thought AI was a threat to humanity. He replied, it's a risk. It's a risk. Do you notice that Elon Musk didn't say skin tone, skin tone destruction? Do you notice he didn't say it was zip code destruction? Did you notice he didn't say it was wealth destruction, religious destruction, any particular denomination? Did you notice he didn't say it was a country destruction or classism destruction? He said humanity. Now, now you know who has the final word, don't you? Believer of the followers. Believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, don't you? You sure you know? Does the Bible say anything about how the earth is going to be destroyed? Now, I know in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now, I know the Creator has something to say about how we humans and you women that he created are going to be able to do this and that and anything that's created from us. Oh, like those robots. And over in Revelation chapter 21, you can read verses 1 through 27 in your spare time. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tears from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true.
In the eye of the storm You remain in control And in the middle of the war You guard my soul You alone are the anchor When my sails are torn Your love surrounds me In the eye of the storm When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet Between the black skies and my red eyes I can barely see When I realize I've been sold out By my friends and my family I can feel the rain reminding me In the eye of the storm You remain in control In the middle of the war
Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCann, the producer and host. Thank you for joining a brand new year, 2024, the first day. I'd like to acknowledge our beloved God. You are acknowledging him, are you not? He allows you to see a brand new day, brand new year. Also like to acknowledge the listeners from Australia, Japan, Pakistan, Kenya, Zimbabwe, France, Romania, Canada, and the Philippines. God bless Challenges of Faith radio program to be ranked number three among the top 100 best Christian podcasts to listen to. We enter 2024. At number three. And now, and now, I know you're ready. It's to you, today's date from the boss, B-O-S-S. And it's about you, and it's about life. I am God. Today I will be handling all of your problems. Please remember that I do not need your help. If life happens to deliver a situation to you that you cannot handle, do not attempt to resolve it. Kindly put it in the something for God to do box. All situations will be resolved, but in my time, not yours. Once the matter is placed into the box, do not hold on to it by worrying about it. Instead, focus on all the wonderful things that are present in your life now. If you find yourself stuck in traffic, people in this world for whom driving is an unheard privilege. Should you have a bad day at work? Think of the person who has been out of work for years. Should you despair over a relationship gone bad? Think of the person who has never known what it's like to be loved or to love. Should you grieve the passing of another weekend? Think of the person in dire straits working 12 hours a day, seven days a week just to Feed the family. Should your car break down, leaving you miles away from assistance? Think of the person who can't walk, who would love the opportunity to take that walk. Should you notice a new gray hair in the mirror? Think of the cancer patient and chemo who wished they had hair to examine. And should you find yourself at a loss and pondering? What is life all about? Asking, what is my purpose? Be thankful. There are those who didn't live long enough to get the opportunity. Should you find yourself the victim of other people's bitterness, ignorance, smallness, or insecurities? Remember, things could be worse. You could be one of them. Should you decide that you want to pass this on to someone else? Just ask them to listen to Challenges of Faith radio programs so they can hear it for themselves. You never know in what way their lives may be touched for 2024. All right. So as we enter today, do you know what's going on globally? Amongst men, women, women, men, young adults, teenagers, Irrespective of age, how rise, R-I-S-E, of perfect AI girlfriends are ruining entire generation of men. Say what? 
Now, you know I just did part two on uh, December the 30th, Saturday, as relates to AI, you know, artificial intelligence. Now, how did AI get all into the relationship now? Ruining entire generation of men. And what? what? Okay, let's continue. I'm just trying to introduce to you, as a believer of the household of faith or non-believer, what's going on on the first day of 2024? Just remember before I continue, irrespective of what's going on around the globe or in your home, your cell, your neighborhood, your township, your village, your province, your country, your state, it's 100% chance of sunshine on the inside of you. It is, isn't it? Can a man still be a number 10 if he has an android? The women are asking if the ranking of a potential male partner changes depending on their smartphone. Say what? Now, we just heard about the men. Now, the ladies are judging you based upon your android. Wait a minute, maybe that's you. If you don't mind getting a hold of Challenges of Faith radio program, letting me know, say what? That's what I said. Whole Foods, W-H-O-L-E, is urging customers, just in case it's you, not to eat products because there are issues that was involved in a recall after it was found to contain possible lethal allergen, fish fillet sold at Whole Food Markets have been recalled due to the undeclared soy, S-O-Y, allergen, according to a press release. Tampa Bay Fisheries of Florida announced the recall with the FDA publishing it the following day. All right. So I know you're conscious about what you're eating. 2024, you made that decision. But do you know anything about that which can affect your health as a result of eating? So you want to know. You know you do. Did you hear that the trust in scientists is lower than before COVID? Did you hear about that? A new Pew Research Center survey finds a share of Americans. So we're talking about Americans. So I don't know what's going on in your country. Your country, your country, or your country. But in the United States, the Pew Research Center finds the share of Americans who say science has had a a mostly positive effect on society has fallen. And there's been a continued decline in public trust in scientists. Key findings from survey, overall 57% of Americans say science has had a mostly positive effect on society. And, of course, the rest says the opposite. Why is that? Because, you know, like your human doctor that you know, or maybe you don't know, they let you down because their lips didn't match their shoes. You know, you've heard me continuously say, you know, and on Wednesdays I deal with relational topics. But I look at everything as relationship. It doesn't make a difference who it happens to be. Think about your neighbor. That person you just met, you don't even know, all at the store or wherever you happen to be. Out there in the community, out there in the criminal justice world, education world, you know, medical world, sociology world, 
political world. Think about it. That human or human woman is going to let you down. You know, we are. But did you hear about at Lodu Towers in downtown Denver that they decided to get the help of some robotic assistance? Did you hear about that? The security robots are in charge of monitoring two parking garages. You know what their responsibility is? Watch people park their cars. And if anybody lingered too long, the robot starts a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. And if the person doesn't move, the robots call for human backup. But what happens if the robot does not call for human backup and they take it upon themselves? What's going to happen? Apart from putting people out of their jobs. According to Bob Bragg, title insurance company, First American, has reassured customers that all funds held at First American Trust and third-party partner banks are secured despite a recent cyber attack that disrupted its operations. The company has experienced email system outages and has filed regulatory documents with the SEC about the cyber attack. While the incident's nature, whether it's a ransomware attack, remains unconfirmed, First American is actively working to restore effective systems and assess the incident's potential financial impact. Do you know anything about that? Should you not know? Do you think you're going to start knowing in 2024? Where are you? And since you're wanting to know, I know you do, did you hear about Google? has filed an application with the U.S. Patent and Tra- Trademark Office for a tool used machine learning, ML, you know, a subset of AI, to detect what Google decides to consider as misinformation on social media. And speaking of Google, did you hear that Google settled a massive $5 billion lawsuit over improperly tracking incognito mode users. Have you been running around with your incognito mode on because you don't want to be tracked? And you learn you're being tracked anyway. You know, I was sharing with an individual the other day. I said, you know, I walk around as if I'm being monitored, watched, looked at 24 hours, seven days a week. If I'm not doing anything, it doesn't bother me. Now, for the individual who is, it should. Now, but what if you're not doing anything and somebody's still not legally monitoring you, tracking you, all of that in 2024, where you live at and you and you, and you. TikTok says it has around 150 million United States users, well below Meta-owned Instagram's 2 billion. Still, according to a recent Pew study, a third of U.S. adults under 30 regularly get news from TikTok. The Wall Street Journal created 13 fake F-A-K-E, teenage accounts on the platform and found within hours the accounts were fed extreme 
pro-Palestinian content. The company's own employees have ripped TikTok's alleged tilt in favor of an anti-Israeli and allegedly anti-Semitic content. You know, I know you've heard those who possess the knowledge control those who do not. But what if the knowledge that you're being fed is biased? When are you going to do your independent research factually, truthfully, obtaining all sides and making a decision for the believer of the household of faith? Don't you want to go to God and ask him? You know, it's kind of like when you get up in the morning Whenever you get up, you go out the door and you pray before you go out that door. You don't know what you're going to meet and what, whom you're going to meet. Oh, God, I, I want to meet somebody today. I don't know them. You do. You created them. You know them. What is their motive? Are they here to destroy me or to build me up, not my ego? Senior Democrats argue TikTok is directly undermining President Biden's political standing and public support for Israel. Beyond the Israel-Hamas conflict, critics say TikTok is eroding Americans' mental health, especially among teenagers. According to a common-sense study, 45% of American teenage girls say they are addicted to TikTok. Think about that. We started off the program talking about artificial intelligence as it relates to men and girlfriends. TikTok is making users give their iPhone passwords for unclear reasons. Why is that? Why is that? But I know those of you who may be addicted, lean on, trusting, going to give it up without realizing all that you're giving up. But look at that human relationship. You ain't trying to give up no information personal with, with that person that may may end up being the, the love of your life, you know, the one you prayed for. you rather give it up to individuals who you don't even know you. You don't even know their motive for getting your information. Maybe to rip you off and everything you've worked for or will work for. Did you hear that the British government is discreetly advancing new legislation that would give police power, power to utilize facial recognition technology on the UK's national database of 50 million driver license images, despite the use of this technology not being on the cards when images were collected. Did you know that? I know you have. I know you did. You know you did. You know, I um, passed a book along to someone that I wanted them to read, and, and I want to get their professional assessment of what they think, thought, and then once they have finished, uh, they'll return it, and I'll read it, and then we'll have a dialogue. And what we're talking about is a Netflix movie that's backed by the former president and Mrs. Obama. And there was an article in the San Fran Gate by Stephen Council, who's a tech reporter. 
he wrote about hackers say the Tesla nightmare and Netflix leave the world behind could really happen. And, and by the way, that was the title of the book. Hijacking a fleet of Elon Musk's cars would be incredibly difficult, but not impossible. Netflix hit streaming movie, Leave the World Behind, has its share of outlandish apocalyptic mayhem. But it turns out that one of the most one of the movie's most bizarre scenes might actually be possible. Now before I continue on, all of these types of movies, you know, James Bond movies, you name the movies that you look at. And you, and you, and you, and you. And look at all of the end time scenarios apart from scripture. If these movies were years ahead of their time, the movies were, but not the individuals and whatever they were doing, then why would you be of the belief that this is not possible? And if you have someone, a former president, or whoever's over your country, or your country, or your country, or state, or province, or township, or village, if they have knowledge based upon the knowledge that they possess, and it's factual, truthful knowledge, then would you, why would you not take in consideration of what they're saying, apart from if biasness had been imputed? The chart-topping film centers around the Sanford and Scott families who find themselves sharing a country house outside of New York City. As surreal events befall the group and society at large, a sense of paranoid distrust steadily grows. Around the one-hour mark, just after Death to America pamphlets rain from the sky, the Sanfords decide they'll take their chances with fleeing from their vacation home via via the expressway to New Jersey. Now, you've heard me say in 2023, you know, if the individuals have the means, wealthy, have the means, apart from political position, to escape or to be able to build below so that whatever occur, they can escape, why would you not if you're able the only question I had, you know, because the scripture only talks about the rich and the poor. Society talks about, uh, from the classism standpoint, the poor, the middle class, and the rich. Okay, so in the event of these emergencies, where are we going? How can we escape? Get back to what the tech reporter had written. But they find both lanes blocked, you know, as the individuals were running via the expressway to New Jersey. But they find both lanes blocked with dozens of smashed-up white Tesla Model 3s. Amanda Sanford, played by Julia Roberts, climbs out of the family Jeep and slowly walks into the mess of a banged-up cars and broken glass. As another vehicle approaches from behind, Amanda notices that the sales sticker on one of the cars included a dubious but familiar Tesla sales point. Full self-driving safety features. It says, navigate on autopilot automatic driving. Amanda realizes that the oncoming car is going to crash into her Jeep, then books it back to her vehicle, imploring her husband to dive in. She spins the car away and barely avoids the oncoming Tesla, 
which crashes violently into the wrecked car she'd just been examining. Six more brand-new Teslas follow, all empty, all speeding, all barely avoiding by a swerving Sanford family, and each one crashes mightily into the two-lane jam of wrecked cars. It's a high-intensity, startling scene, even in the thriller context. It also feels plausible, perhaps especially the San Franciscans who've seen Waymo and cruise vehicles zipping around the city without drivers for the past few years. But could this actually happen? Hacking experts told the San Fran Gate it'd be incredibly difficult to pull off, but never impossible. Renal Field and David Burrard worked for the French cybersecurity company. They won $350,000 at a March conference co-sponsored by Tesla by showing off ways to hack into a Tesla's entertainment center and its energy management system. Ask about the leave the world behind, seen over email. <clears throat> Excuse me, Phil and Berard said it's a difficult hack to perform, but it can't be ruled out as impossible. They added that a rogue Tesla employee might have the best chance pulling it off, and if an employee can do it, a hacker who gained access to the credentials of a Tesla employee could do it as well. No system is fully secured. Now, you know I had to take my sip of water. Ponder that. You know, are you working for a corporation or a company uh, that have the means to, you know, to test you every week and um, on um, the prevention of hacking techniques and all of that? Do you? Are you following it? Are you paying attention to the various scenarios? And you've also heard me say that a criminal, if they want to gain access, depending on wherever they're trying to gain access to, and they keep trying, they're going to be successful. But you're trying to prevent for and stop them from being successful. You know, you are. And again, you heard me discuss about the poor and middle class and wealthy's plans to escape Earth. Do you have plans in the event of, you name the emergency that may occur? You're used to earthquakes and flooding and all of those things. But what are you going to do? NASA launches mission to intercept God of Chaos, asteroid, as it nears Earth's orbit. The first day of 2024, not trying to frighten anybody, just trying to keep it real about life and not being fearful. But who are you putting your trust in? The knowledge that you're gaining, what type of knowledge are you gaining? Where are you getting your news? Now, you know where the teenagers are getting their news. And they're just trying to find out what they believe to be the truth. And that's the right thing to do, unbiasedness. But what are you going to do? You know, you get NASA is trying to intercept the god of chaos asteroid as it nears Earth orbit. 
Now I know there's somebody out there that's going to talk about race, meaning skin tone. Do you think that asteroid care about what skin tone you are? Asteroid care about what your economic background is, where you live at, what type of hairstyle you have, what type of clothing you wear, what type of title you have. Do you really think so? There's a woman under arrest in Brazil after setting fire to a market because the owner would not allow her to return a pair of sandals she had purchased. Now ponder these various scenarios that's affecting somebody's life. The rights advocates are calling for Indonesia's blasphemy laws to be amended or revoked as a number of Islamic fatwas and arrests for blasphemy against Islam have increased at an alarming rate, says Morningstar News. How about the believers, the Christians, that's been charged with blaspheming by preaching the gospel? You know, the good news, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ by which you and I, if you believe, the moment our name is called to leave earth, hopefully to be absent from the body and present with the Lord, is because someone introduced the gospel to us, thereby allowing us by faith, simple faith to believe, so that we can be heaven-bound. Although Christianity is constitutionally legal in Uganda, Two evangelists who preached the gospel to Muslims in the East African country are now in prison awaiting trial. In your country, and yours, and yours, and mine, are you being persecuted because of the gospel, not because of something you're doing or I'm doing? And you're not surprised. You shouldn't be because the scripture says it was going to happen. It's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ and your eternal destination. Well, here's some great and not so great 2024 news. You say, Gary, I am so glad. Well, all of us, depending on how you're accepting it, there's nothing new under the sun, says Solomon. Christian population is decreasing across Middle East. It's on the rise in the Jewish state. The Israel Central Bureau of Statistics published information on the Jewish state's Christian community showing that the population has increased by 1.3% from the year before. Around 187,900 Christians live in Israel, representing 1.9% of the total population. Over the last two years, the Christian population has been growing in Israel. In 2021, the population increased by 1.4% to 182,000. And in 2022, there was about 2% growth amounting to 185,000, according to CBS, meaning, meaning Israel Central Bureau of Statistics. The Arab Christians make up 75.3% of the total number of Christians in Israel, 
representing just 6.9% of the population in the Jewish state. While Israel's Christian population continue to flourish, Christians are gradually disappearing from most other countries in the Middle East. There's been a horrifying growth in the persecution of Christians by Muslims in the Middle East, according to the organization Open Doors which publishes an annual list of places where Christians are subjected to high or extreme levels of persecution and discrimination. This year, Christians suffered the most persecution in Yemen, Libya, Iran, Afghanistan, Iraq, Morocco, Qatar, Egypt, Turkey, and other Middle Eastern and Muslim-majority countries. Israel did not appear on the list. The CBS found there were 815 Christian weddings in Israel during 2021 with the average age of the Christian groom being 30.7 years old and the bride 27.4. Now, older individuals, you define yourself to be older. But here you have individuals 30.7 years and 27.4 taking an inventory of their life and their eternal welfare. And they're making wise decisions for their total future. How about you? And you? And you? These ages are higher than the average age of brides and grooms among Jews and Muslims. And couples also have slightly fewer children, with 2,343 babies born to Christian women, including 1,704 born to Arab Christian women, making the total fertility rate of 1.68 children per Christian woman. The 2,023 total fertility rate in Israel was at 2.9 births per woman, a 0.78 decrease from the year before. 2024, brand new year for all of us. My trust isn't in a pastor or a pew member or whatever your title happens to be or a president or a pope or a prophet. And, of course, now, according to the scripture, there are none in terms of prophets, but My trust for 2024 is in Jesus Christ, who sits on heaven's throne. On this first day of January the 1st, 2024, who's your trust in? What man, what woman, what woman, what man? What title, what zip code? What materialism, what money? What position is your trust in? It's all temporary. You know it is. To this building 
brought your burdens, brought your pain, but I have a message for you today, that when you leave here, it won't be the into your position Look at you there's been no change in your condition Reach out and touch the master's road There's healing for your mind Oh, your body and Hallelujah. God can heal. He can heal. He can